Amen. Amen. What a blessing. He suffered it all. Why? Because he loved me. Open your Bibles, if you will, to the book of John in chapter 20. The book of John in chapter 20. If you look at the very first phrase of John chapter 20, you find that the chapter begins by the statement, the first day of the week. If you go now to verse number 19, the Bible says, then the same day at evening. And so we're now at Sunday evening of the resurrection. And I'm going to preach tonight on the subject, what Thomas missed when he missed church on Sunday night. What Thomas missed when he missed church on a Sunday night. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the reading of the scripture. I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word. I ask you, Lord, and I ask you in faith to fill me with your spirit. I claim the promise I'll pour water on him who is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I claim the promise, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Lord, I need your power. I need your wisdom. For people do not need to hear the opinion of a man. They need to hear the preaching of the word of God that is empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. Fill me and use me in your hand is my desire. I yield to your will now. In Jesus' name, amen. John 20, verse number 19, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. He missed church on a Sunday night. The other disciples therefore said unto him, verse 25, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them, then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. In this passage of Scripture, many wonderful things happened on a Sunday evening as Jesus appeared to these disciples that were filled with fear. I would like to say every time you and I meet, we meet in faith and joy and excitement. 
But the truth is there is fear in our minds and in our hearts until we are assured of the presence of the Lord Jesus. And that's exactly what happens in this passage of Scripture. However, there is one terrible failure by one of the disciples who was not with the group that came together on a Sunday evening. Thomas failed in fellowship. Now, why was Thomas not in the evening service? I think we could discuss a lot of things, but I think it was simply a lack of faith. Certainly fear was present among the other disciples, but as we have learned from the scripture sometimes, it is fear that causes our faith to be in him. Here, Thomas, he doesn't have fear as the Bible states, but he is lacking in faith. Now don't miss what I'm about to say. A lack of faith causes us to shun fellowship. When we shun the fellowship of God's people, especially when it comes to the assembling of ourselves together, we miss the favor of the Lord Jesus. Can I tell you, any time that the Lord Jesus shows up, I want to be there. Any time that the presence of the Holy Spirit is among God's people in church, I want to be there. I want to know what God is going to do. For when Jesus showed up, miracles took place. When Jesus showed up, needs were met. When, uh, when Jesus showed up, fears were dissipated. When Jesus showed up, love and encouragement was given. When Jesus showed up, every need was met and every person was blessed. Now, I have been thinking and praying as we've come through these last few days of the pandemic that faces not only our state, not only our nation, but our world. More than 180 countries, nations of the world are under the fear, uh, the spell of fear that comes from this virus because there is not a vaccination for it. Many have lost their lives. Now, here's what I'm concerned about. I am concerned as we always seek comfort that we would find excuse not to assemble when we can assemble again. And I want to say tonight, let's be careful that we not violate the instruction of the scripture that we would miss church just because either our faith is lacking or our interest is lacking. I'm not sure when we'll be able to come back to church. I'm praying that by the first Sunday of May we'll be able to do so, and that's not uh, any statement of fact. It's just a desire of my heart, and I pray that that can happen. But I want to preach tonight on the importance of us gathering ourselves together. Thomas missed by not being present that night what many folks miss when they miss church on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. Regardless of the reason, regardless of the excuse, the blessings are missed. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. By the way, you ought to give your attention right now. Uh, you ought to be in respect to the message of the Word of God and give God our attention. Uh, give God our respect and our worship now. And then the Bible says it's important as I taught in Sunday school this morning. The Bible doesn't teach home church. The Bible teaches that 
believers were called out to, uh, called out assembly and they came together and they met together as a church. We want to be careful that we not uh, find excuses as to why uh, we cannot be in church when that is uh, available to us. You see the lack of fellowship with the saints resulting from a lack of faith and that lack of fellowship resulted in a lack of favors from the Savior. Let's see what these disciples received that Thomas missed on a Sunday night. First of all, he missed the peace that Jesus gave. Notice in verse number 19, Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Verse 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Thomas missed that peace because he was absent. Now folks, only Jesus can give a real and satisfying peace in our soul. When you study this passage of Scripture, you'll find that for an entire week, and that's a long time when you're miserable, but for a, an entire week, he had, Thomas had, trouble in his heart rather than the tranquility because of his lack of fellowship with the saints. Fellowship is important. Many a troubled heart is a result of lacking fellowship with the saints. Jesus had gathered his disciples around to tell them in John chapter 14 that he would soon ascend and go back to the Father. And as he gathered them around, he said in John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Anytime we're in the fellowship with the Lord Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit, it brings a peace to dispel our fears. Skipping church does not promote peace. Skipping church does not promote rest, but instead it promotes problems. Can you imagine the difference in the lives of these disciples and Thomas as they went through the week? These disciples went through the week saying, boy, isn't it a wonderful thing that our Savior arose? Wasn't that something when Jesus showed up on Sunday night? My, oh my, was I ever relieved to see Jesus. But that wasn't the discussion of Thomas. Thomas said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I won't believe it unless I can put my hands in his prints. I won't believe it unless I can put my hand in his side. I won't believe it unless I can see it, unless I can touch it. I won't believe it. Can I tell you, that wasn't the disciples' fault that Thomas didn't believe. That was Thomas' fault because he wasn't where he was supposed to be. And when folks lay out of church on Sunday night thinking we've done some great thing to attend one service on a Sunday morning, we're going to miss the goodness of God and in this case, miss the peace that comes from God. 
How many times have I come to a church service weary and tired, concerned about a variety of things? There's so many cares of this life, whether it be finances, whether it would be family, whatever the case may be, but come to church and have my fears dispelled because of the fellowship with God's people, the singing of the good songs, the reading and the preaching of the scripture. How many times has peace come as a result of our fellowship? How many times have we gathered together and sung the song till the storm passes by? Oh my, and how it brings peace to our soul. Or sing the song, farther along we'll know all about it. Oh friend, the troubles are real and the cares are real and the burdens are heavy. We need to be faithful to God's house. You need to be faithful. And the best we can do right now is to sit and to listen to the word of God be preached, gathered with your family together in the living room or the kitchen or whatever the case may be and hear that only Jesus can bring peace. That's not all he missed. He missed proof. He missed the proof. I want you to notice at the first meeting with the disciples as a group after the resurrection, Jesus showed them his hands and his side. Look at verse 20. And when he had so said, now what did he said? He said, peace be still, or peace, he said, uh, be unto you. And then he says, he showed unto them his hands and his side, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Imagine that. Imagine being there even though they had fear. Their fear had caused their faith to come and to be together in fellowship together. And Jesus was pleased with their fellowship. He was so pleased with their fellowship that he made his presence known in their fellowship. And he says, fellas, I want to show you something. Can you imagine? It had just been three days. It had just been three days. He had just risen from the grave that morning. Can you imagine as they looked at his side? Can you imagine some said, oh, that looks terrible. Can you imagine some may have wept and said, oh, Jesus, you loved us so much to pay for our sins. Imagine the bruises of his arms. Imagine his hands as they looked and they saw where the nails had gone through his hands. Can you imagine? I would not have wanted to miss that. I look forward to the day that I get to meet my Savior face to face. Won't that be a wonderful day? Thomas missed the proof. These were the things that Thomas said he must see if he was going to believe. Thomas, if you'd have been to the church fellowship on Sunday night, you would have seen what others saw. These things gave proof of the resurrection of Christ. Thomas did not believe until the end. He did not believe the resurrection until a week later because he missed church on Sunday night. They said, Thomas, you should have seen it. You should have seen his hands. You should have seen the bruises and the cuts. You should have seen our Savior. Thomas, when he pulled his robe back and showed us his side, oh my, as a psalmist and Isaiah and others described Christ and the crucifixion, Thomas, you should have seen it. 
Thomas said, I don't believe it. And I won't believe it. I just will not believe it unless I can see with my eyes, unless I can touch with my hands. I won't believe it. And you see, Thomas, he missed the peace. He missed the proof because he wasn't in the fellowship on a Sunday night. Can I tell you every time I come to church and every time I preach this word, I preach yet another truth and yet another proof of the gospel, yet another proof of the principles that we're living by. I see the proof and the power of the gospel by new people being saved, by converts being baptized. And one of the things that's heartbreaking in these days is to think about the new converts that was in this building that had just been saved. And yes, they're still saved. I know that, but I I miss the fellowship that we have and I miss them listening and learning from the Word of God. I miss that so much and I I miss seeing the baptismal waters stirred. I miss that. And I'll tell you something, old Thomas, he missed the proof that he wanted by missing church on Sunday night. I'll tell you what else he missed. He missed the pleasure that the disciples enjoyed. You see right there in verse number 20, the Bible said the disciples were glad. Now when they went in, they went in with fear. When Jesus showed up, they were glad. The appearance of Christ to his disciples on that first Easter Sunday evening resulted in joy, resulted in pleasure. Can you imagine that evening? Thomas certainly was not a happy person that following week. He had no pleasure. He had no joy. He was in misery and showed it when he met with the disciples as we see in this passage of Scripture. May I say tonight, joyous saints are faithful in the Word of God. Joyous saints are faithful in their prayer closet. Joyous saints are faithful in the fellowship with the brethren. The world cannot give joy. The world cannot give satisfaction. The uh, world can only give a pleasure in sin for a season. Oh, but my goodness, the presence of the Lord Jesus gives the pleasure of joy. Remember as a boy and then again as a teenager and yet many times through my adult life in the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God as I've heard preached, as I've read, as I've studied and now analyzed the book of Philippians and realized what Paul had gone through and yet because of his faithful preaching he was thrown into jail. And Paul writes that book of Philippians not to people who are in jail but to people that are free And he writes it from jail and he pens those words, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul, how can you rejoice in the middle of a jail? I'll tell you why. Because his presence is ever near me. His providence is ever evident to me. His provisions are a blessing every single day. And I learned in church I learned in Sunday school. I learned in evening services. I learned in conferences. The wonderful book of Philippians that I can rejoice at any time and any season because my joy is not dependent on circumstances. My joy is dependent on my relationship with God. You see, Thomas missed it. He missed the peace that Jesus gave. He missed the proof that Jesus showed He missed not only that, he missed the pleasure that they enjoyed. I'll give you another one. 
he missed purpose. He missed purpose at this meeting. Christ gave the disciples an assignment beginning in verse 21 and going through verse 23 when he said, As the Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. He gave them purpose. Can I tell you, they did not wonder that week. They told everybody wherever they went, He's risen. He's risen. He's here. We saw Him on Sunday night. Oh, the joy. But Thomas went through the week, an entire week. The Bible says eight days that he went. And Thomas had no purpose in life. Can I tell you, one of the most discouraging and one of the most depressing things in all of the world is having no purpose in life. You know, one of the great joys of my Christian life, in fact, it was a surprise to me, a good surprise, but it was a surprise to me when I learned from Romans chapter 12 and other passages, but specifically that chapter, God has a purpose for my life. I'm not just one of seven plus billion people. God has a blueprint. God has a plan. I have a personal relationship with God. And my dear friend, God has a will for my life. Thomas missed that until he met Jesus a week later. Can I tell you, Thomas missed that by not being in the fellowship on Sunday night. By not be, where, where else could Thomas be that would have been any better? What else could Thomas do that would have helped him any more than being? Well, you say they were afraid. They may have been afraid, but they were assembled together. And Jesus blessed that assembly with his presence. And he gave them that day, that evening, he gave them a peace that no one else could give. He showed them a proof that only Jesus could show himself. Oh my, what a blessing as you go through this passage of Scripture and see what all Jesus gave to them. Not only that, he gave them the pleasure of his presence with them and he gave them purpose. Thomas missed that on a Sunday night. Last of all, I want to show you what else he missed. He missed the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 22 and when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. It was that Holy Spirit power that had raised Jesus from the dead that very morning. It was the Holy Spirit power that raised Christ from the dead. And the Bible said he breathed on them and told them to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Thomas missed it. Thomas missed it. He went for a week operating in the power of his own flesh, operating the fear of his own feelings, operating in the emptiness of all of his emotions up and down when he could have been operating in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. He missed it because he missed the fellowship that Jesus blessed with his presence. I recall as a teenager being in a church service, being in a conference, and hearing a preacher say, I'm going to preach tonight and teach this week on the fullness of the Holy Spirit. 
I sat there for those three or four days spellbound as he took the word of God, this passage and others, and talked about what happened when men were filled with the Spirit of God. It was that week I began to hunger to be filled with the Spirit of God. I knew that he indwelled me. I had all of him, but he didn't have all of me. And I learned the importance of surrender. I learned the importance of not doing things that there was nothing wrong with. They just took time away from my time of prayer, my time of hunger, of hungering for the power of the Holy Spirit. It was that conference that I learned about the Holy Spirit. And I got me a new Bible, a little Schofield Bible, and I began to read the Word of God and pray every day, Lord, please fill me with your power. Fill me with your Spirit. I began to win people to Christ on my bus route. My bus route began to grow. God began to bless my life and he met my needs and he answered my prayers. And as I look back over these years, since those years as a teenager, some 35 plus years, and I look back at the blessings of God, I look back at the blessings of life, I realize those blessings are not because of any talent or ability that I have. Those blessings are there because the Holy Spirit power promise was made. And I claimed it because I learned that in the fellowship, in the preaching of the Word of God. Thomas missed it. Thomas missed it. I want to say tonight, not only did he miss these five things, he missed it because he missed that one service. Now I know we're in a difficult time right now, but soon this will be over. Soon this will be forgotten and something that we'll just talk about. We'll resume. We'll get back to normal. Some folks will be working to catch up. I want to ask you to make a decision tonight. When we're able to meet again as a church family, I want you to decide tonight, we as a family, me as an individual, I'm going to commit myself to be faithful to church. I'm going to find a Sunday school class that I can go to and I can fellowship with folks of my group or my age. I'm going to learn the Word of God that I can read it and study it every day. I'm going to go to church on Sunday morning, but we're going to go back on Sunday night. We're going to get that extra blessing that we learned about. We're going to go back on Wednesday night for prayer meetings so we can pray for our church family, so we can pray for our nation. We're going to go back on Wednesday night where we can study the Word of God. There'll be a lot of things after our attention in just a few days. Let's make a commitment tonight. We're going to be faithful to the Lord's house. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us as we come to the time of prayer. Lord, as we come to the time of commitment, Preaching is not the display of a truth. Lord, it is the transfer of a truth that demands a decision. Tonight we're going to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or we're going to say, I'm going to obey the Bible. And we're going to be faithful in the Lord's house. Families, Lord, and Christians that have been away from you and out of your house, Lord, even in weeks and months before, the pandemic came. Dear Lord, I pray that tonight there would be a commitment. We're going to be faithful in the Lord's house. Bless, I pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen. She's going to play just a verse of invitation song as you ponder the truth of the message tonight. As you ponder the things that Thomas missed. Boy, it was a lot. You know, if Thomas just had the opportunity to have one of those things, just one of those things, it would have been worth going on a Sunday night. But there were five specific things that Thomas received or could have received had he gone. Those disciples got peace, proof, pleasure. They received the, the purpose of life. And they received the power of the Holy Spirit. All of those are needed. I thank you so much for watching the preaching of the message tonight. And I pray that God will bless you this week. I look forward to being with you again soon.